Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy romance and romantic fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Delicious. Today is say it with me boys and girls and other Friday. And it is Friday, May 13th, Friday the 13th. It's a magical time, magical day. And uh, this weekend is a full moon and a full lunar eclipse. So it's a uh, great time to put new things into motion, Uh, launch new dreams, tie off old stuff, take advantage of that element of chaos to make a turnabout in your life. It's like the midpoint of the story. Speaking of which I have completed the revision so far of the uh, storm princess and the raven king. I've got something like 76,000 words on it. So in the neighborhood of 20 to 25,000 to go to lay down in the next week or two really two plus a little bit of time (laughs) to revise those last 100 pages or so is about what it works out to. Um, I wonder if that's exactly right. Well, ballpark a little bit less than a hundred pages. Yeah. Cause it's the last 25%. I passed the act two climax and yeah, it's now racing towards the end. I hope so um so yeah I think I'm feeling pretty good about it and then I'll do my out loud proofing and see how that works. I might just sit out here in the grape arbor and read aloud to myself. That'll be entertaining. I wonder how long it'll take. I'm planning on spending like two really intense days doing that. Do we think that's enough? Maybe I'll work long days. I won't limit myself to my three hours. So um, right now I'm feeling good about it. I have to I do have to do 3000 words a day to get that done. So we'll see where I am by the end of next week. Right. And next weekend's nebula conference. So for nebula conference if you uh, have not registered consider it it's going to be an amazing conference. The programming is really good. I'm really pleased with how it's come out. It is um yeah it's it's going to be great $150 all online uh, come and join us lots of opportunities to chat and so forth. We also have the Sifwa auction going on and you can bid on a coffee clutch with me. Uh, come and chat. I'll answer questions, talk to you about whatever. <clears throat> and uh, thank you in particular to Megan Sienna Deutsch for uh, giving uh, me some talking me out of my tree yesterday with the comment on Instagram. I appreciate that Megan. 
I, I was really freaking about trying to get 10 titles up, but Megan gave me some, some wise perspective on it, uh, doing the rapid release on the fantasy romances and then just maybe doing the rest on, uh, you know, just getting them out there for glomming. I did ask the question is, do we think people glom wide as much as they do on KU? And maybe the answer is yes. For a while, Sorceress Moons was doing really well on KU, or at least well for me, but now it's dropped off again, which means I should probably advertise it, right? Or do some sort of promotion. I also need to port over the reviews from the old set. But, um, yeah, so, and, and Grace, uh, was just, Grace and Jennifer Estep both gave, uh, they were not as comforting as Megan was, but, um, they're a little bit more tough love with me because they're just like, get those books and get them up, get them up and get them earning, Jeffy. They were immune to my whining about having to pay for cover costs. But Grace had good insight where she said, you know, get Raven to do the covers for the three fantasy romances for Covenant of Thorns. And, and Megan pointed out that I really should get those up now because Fey Romance is so big right now. And then I may change. I wonder if I have to change the BCC on those. I'll have to look at them. I know that I can't use the Harlequin copyright anymore or Karina copy, you know, logo or anything like I'd want to, and I can't use the covers, but I have to look into whether I even want to use, if I can use the BCC that they had back cover copy. Um, even if I wanted to, do I want to, we don't know. I'll have to look at this. I haven't looked at these books in forever. Um, Megan suggested that I could do while Raven's making a cover for the first book that I could hire someone to do a line edit of that first book to fix whatever is bothering me. Well, you know, these have all been professionally edited by really, you know, that was Deb Nemeth who was a great editor. I thought what I would want to change is some of the content and I am considering deleting a single scene, except I went to write our coffee yesterday and had a wonderful breakfast with uh, Jack and Jim, my writer buddies, Jim Sorensen and Jay Barton Mitchell. Um, Jack's doing that great podcast, the story podcast. Um, I should link to it. It would be nice of me. It's I've, I've listened to the first episode. I'm, you know, I don't listen to podcasts, which I find very ironic since I do this podcast. Alas. So, um, away fly. Oh, so Jack and Jim had good insights on it because Jim in particular, because he pointed out, he said, if you take out that scene, there are going to be people like him who will inevitably go back to the original to try to figure out which scene was deleted. So I'm only calling attention to it. I don't think he has a legit point there because I would do that too. (laughs) Uh, And then Jim also made the point that I have to weigh 
if I'm really thinking about fixing this book, you know, is my time better spent? Is it worth more? I'm going to sneeze. He said, is my time worth more minute for minute, hour by hour spent fixing this old book or writing a new one to which the answer is obvious, my friends. So, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but the good news on the covers is Revan had just talked to me the other day and cause I have a cover a month slot with her for the rest of the year. And I had been planning to have her do the cover for the standalone of familiar winter magic. But I think what I'm going to do is hold off on that because if you guys want to read it, you could still read it in fire of the frost. And I'm going to have her do for May, June and July, the three covers for covenant of thorns. And then, um, my one concern was, is I'm going to try to come out with that bonds of magic book number four as yet untitled. And I'm hoping to have that out by the end of August. And my slot with her is the latter half of May. So I was like, oh, would we be doing the cover, of, you know, the end of August, but then I couldn't do rapid release and all this, you know, so I was like trying to juggle this and serendipitously enough, my slot is in the early part of August and she said her August is really booked. So she might try to move it up anyway. So I'm just going to get her the information for all four of those covers and we'll do bing, bang, boom. And I'll be forking out a bunch of money. (laughs) The other thing that's going on is, I mean, the good news is good news, bad news. Great news is gray magic is now available on audiobook. So that whole series is available on ACX. The weird and annoying news is that like book two, right? Familiar. They have put gray magic in erotica, which it's not erotica. I mean, it's, that's hot. It's sexy. So this is something else I'm going to have to address because I asked them to take bright familiar after erotica and they did not first book is not in erotica. So I'm sure that like the AI tags certain words or something like that. I doubt that a person's listening and doing that unless I'm wrong. If any of you know how this ACX categorization thing works, let me know. But I think I'm going to have to like get a person and argue with them about it, but I need to do a little research. I need to see like where the, you know, where are they putting like Jennifer Armentrout and Sarah J Moss, um, you know, like where's book two of Akatar. If that's not an erotica, then my book shouldn't be an erotica. Um, it's not that I've been thinking against erotica, of course, since I have written erotica, but it's, um, <laughs> I don't think that's what these books are. And I'm afraid it'll mislead people, mislead listeners. Um, Maybe if I take it out of ACX and go wide, which I will do after gray magic has been in there for 90 days. But, um, yeah, it's irritating. So, um, 
So those things are going on. Doesn't it seem like I have a lot going on? It feels that way. I mean, I guess it's all good things. Champagne problems, right? Um, yeah. So there was one other piece of news I was going to give you guys, but I don't know what it was now. I don't know. Yeah. Well, for those of you who follow me on like Facebook or Twitter, I did put up yesterday um, my new Chinese proverb where and many people asked me about it. <laughs> uh, Mary Robinette commented on my Twitter saying, oh no, and this raises questions. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, because I said she who puts ice cubes in her pocket uh, will receive a unpleasant surprise, something like that. So why did I put ice cubes in my pocket? It was my jacket pocket. I was wearing a, my Sifwa jacket actually. And so the deal is, and I think longtime podcast listeners will remember that I was going through this thing of how do you keep an orchid alive? Cause I had my Trader Joe's orchid, you know, like, don't we all have a Trader Joe's orchid at one point in our lives or several because we can't keep the fucking things alive. Right. And so it's a challenge. How do you keep your orchids alive? And, and it's one of those ironies because they're like $5 at Trader Joe's. So, you know, it's like not, it's not a monetary thing, but it's like this gardening challenge, right? I have not been able to keep the orchids alive, but I recently, you know, cause everybody's like, well, you have to water them just a the small amount or the roots rot and all this. So I discovered somebody told me the, the miracle trick is you water them with the ice cubes. So you just put ice cubes in the pot with the orchid and like once a week or whatever, twice a week. And the way the ice cubes melt, it feeds the water to the roots at a rate where they can absorb it without rotting. And apparently the cold is also good for encouraging a rebloom. So my Trader Joe's orchid, I have kept alive and it rebloomed. Um, and I think I posted pictures. I was very excited and, and the blooms have lasted. It's very happy orchid. So what I do is I don't have a super regular schedule on watering it, but the way our ice maker works is sometimes does everybody have a fridge ice maker for those of you who have fridge ice makers, maybe ours is substandard, but sometimes it spews ice cubes on the floor, right? So when ice cubes spew on the floor, I take them and I put them in the orchid, you know, it's recycling, right? You know, the conservation of water and all of these things. So yesterday I was getting another glass of water and I had several things to carry back to my office and there were ice cubes that had spewed onto the floor and I didn't have enough hands to carry the ice cubes and all my things. And it's not like I'm going to make two trips. <laughs> so I stuck the ice cubes in my pocket because I thought, well, it's, it's just from here to there, right? You know, walk from the kitchen to my office. It's not far. I could have made two trips, but you know, let's, let's not get crazy here. So inevitably I forgot by the time I got to my office that I had the ice cubes in my pocket which is a neurophysiological thing. Have I mentioned that to you guys recently? I know I've talked about it before, but there are, are legit studies that have shown that our brains respond to us passing through 
portals or gateways. And when we go from one room to another, we do an automatic wipe of recent short-term memory. It's a way of clearing the trash out of our brains because we, it's, it's kind of, um, it's a survival thing, right? It's like our brains know that when we go from the kitchen to the office, or we go from one place to another, that we don't need to retain all of the information about the place we were just in. So it does like this little cleansing wipe so that we can absorb information about the new space that we have moved into. Uh, it's, it's protective, right? You want to be not thinking about the old space, but ready to react to danger in the new space or opportunities in the new space. This is why, and we all joke about it and some people worry about it, but this is why very often when you go to get something in the next room, you forget why you were there. You forget what you were going for. Uh, what you have to do, the trick around this is like, if you decide if you're in the kitchen and you decide you want to get, um, a pad of paper from your office is just keep thinking about that pad of paper as you pass through the doorway. It totally works. You guys, I do this all the time, but I had not been thinking about the ice cubes as I moved into the next room. So there I was in my office and I was working and there was cold drippiness <laughs> on my leg. And I was like, why, why is there cold wet water on my leg? And then I was like, uh, <laughs> ice cubes, alas. So, um, so yeah, I, th- I feel like things are working out. Things are positioning. Um, maybe hear from agent Sarah on some opportunities. And yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't finish saying what Grace's advice was on the other books on the contemporary BDSM books was she suggested just doing very simple covers for those. And I think that's probably a really great idea. She even is encouraging me to make my own covers, which I never do, but I'm really going to have to go look at the contempt BDSM erotic stuff <laughs> who's writing in it anymore. And, uh, if anyone knows who's, who are the hot writers, I just have not been paying attention, but I'm going to have to go renew some friendships there and find out like the best way to put those books up and see what kind of covers people are doing. I've been immersed in the fantasy romance stuff for so long that I'm really just out of touch. So yeah, Jack and Jim were riffing on like what kind of simple covers I could do. They were like black with a pair of handcuffs. Uh, I think they were terribly amused. So I may do something like that and just get those up. Uh, as to your suggestion, Megan on, you know, just having Raven do all those covers. She won't do the, the contemporary erotic stuff. That's not her stick. So she's, she would say, no, I won't even bother to ask, but I do have other cover artists. I could ask to do it. I could ask the gal who did the sorceress moons covers. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be paying so much money for covers. Maybe I will try to do them myself. Grace who refers to herself as Mrs. Krabs is big into saving money and doing DIY. So 
I don't know. Maybe I'll use book brush to make the covers. See if I feel creative. But for this weekend, it's going to be a lot of gardening, I think. Maybe some book cover creation. Anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and uh, that you get to do all the things you want to do. We're supposed to have beautiful weather, no wind. I'm going to be outside 24 7. I got to sit outside last night and have um, a brandy and read my book at the fire table. And it was so nice to have the wind not blowing. Had the windows open all night. <sighs> Such a relief. So, uh, you all take care. I hope it's a magical weekend for you. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Oh, no, not tomorrow. What am I saying? I see that's that tape recording. I just went into auto mode. I will talk to you on Monday. You all take care. Bye bye.